Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the Change Healthcare podcast. I'm Bill Krauss, Vice President of Connected Consumer Health, and today we'll be talking about the Healthcare Consumer Effort Index and strategies to improve the consumer experience. And we'll be doing that with Tom Swanson, who heads healthcare industry strategy at Adobe. Tom, before we get started, can you please tell our listeners just a little bit about yourself, what your role is at Adobe, and what your team focuses on every day? Yeah, thank you, Bill. As Bill said, uh, my name is Tom Swanson. I run the uh, health and life sciences strategy and marketing team at Adobe. Um, And those of you listening, you may be surprised, right, that actually Adobe has a uh, health and life sciences team. Um, But, you know, what we've seen, right, is as consumerization takes hold of uh, the healthcare industry, finally, uh, you know, legacy healthcare companies are ready for the uh, experience building technology that, you know, Adobe has been uh, leading the industry for the, for the past 10 years, right? And so we formalized our approach to uh, healthcare and life sciences. Um, I come from a uh, background in the uh, medical device industry where I worked for a decade uh, prior to joining Adobe, and I was actually an Adobe customer, right? So I have that real-world experience of what it takes to deploy a uh, digital transformation strategy uh, in a highly regulated space. And so that that is a lot to do, you know, with uh, with my role at Adobe in terms of, you know, speaking to customers and speaking to um, events and different groups about why Adobe makes sense in this space and how we can uh, implement the tools to make uh, healthcare companies, uh, you know, providers of holistic digital experiences. And that exactly is what led us to uh, our strategic partnership with Change Healthcare. Thank you, Tom. And and we are excited about all that we're doing together and that partnership with Adobe. And and today we're going to talk a little bit more about this healthcare effort score and some of the research that Change Healthcare recently released with Harris Insights and Analytics. And and I think that's going to provide a really interesting lens on the consumer digital transformation, some of the imperatives, the work that we're doing together, and, and really the opportunity. So for our listeners, maybe first I'll just tee up a little bit of what this healthcare effort score is and how we set about creating that. And then we can talk about maybe some of the implications, what it means for the industry. And Tom, I'd love to hear also some of your, um, some of your experience and observations outside of healthcare as well, given Adobe's vast experience across many different consumer industries. Happy to help, Bill. Super. So to, for our listeners, we, we released this and we commissioned this consumer research project. And our goal was really to gain insights in how consumers interact with the healthcare system. I think we all recognize there's been such a major uh, transformation in such a short period of time in response to, to the COVID pandemic. And it's really put an imperative on our industry to meet consumers in a much more digital way. So during this period of time, we really hope to learn how difficult it was for consumers to find access and pay for healthcare. So we, we conducted the study about with about 2,000 U.S. adults in May 
of 2020. And we, we brought this together in the form of an index that really measures the difficulty. And I'll, I'll tell you, it was really surprising at, at some level because certainly we know healthcare has has its work cut out for us, so to speak, in terms of improving the consumer experience. But we, but there were so many startling insights from this that consumers were telling us that healthcare, for example, was designed to be confusing. At least that was their observation. So we, we really learned a lot through this study. Tom, I know you've done some, uh, Adobe's done some really uh, great research on the consumer experience and healthcare as well. And I'd love to hear your thoughts too, as you've looked at this research and some of the information that was shared that consumers are talking about, connect that back to some of the insights and, and work that Adobe's done in this area. How did it strike you? Any, any surprises or other areas that came to mind? Uh, no surprises, Bill. Honestly, I found your research to be um, incredibly validating in terms of, you know, the things that we're seeing uh, within the, the healthcare industry. Uh, you know, I made mention of kind of consumerization of healthcare, and that's something that uh, you know Adobe has been um, paying close attention to over the course of the past couple of years, and we actually conducted. Uh, you know, research as well with our partners at eConsultancy um, regarding that kind of shift in uh, orientation to being an informed consumer, right? Rather than being a healthcare patient or a plan member or even a, a healthcare professional um, and kind of behaving within the confines of those definitions of what it means to be a patient, right? We've seen finally healthcare consumers beginning to emerge um, and beginning to uh, engage in behaviors that mirror other consumer industries, right? So, uh, right. Uh, you know, in, in particular, things like you know, seeking information and wanting access to information via the channels where they choose to be engaged um, and in language, right, where it makes sense to them. Um, you know, like retail or like personal banking, um, you know, where you can gain access to really everything that you need in order to kind of perform those day-to-day -day functions uh, when it comes to, you know, buying things or conducting your banking, um, you know, being able to then arm themselves with information in order to make informed buying decisions, and then being able to execute on those decisions in a self-service manner. And so, Bill, um, you know, you you go back in the healthcare industry um, as long as I do, right. and I would I would challenge everyone listening. Right to, to to put on your consumer hat, right, and be thinking about, right, how what your experience with your healthcare ecosystem is like relative to your experience with, uh, you know, retail companies or travel and hospitality companies, uh, financial services companies, and the things that you can kind of take care of on a day-to-day -day basis on your own versus the model in healthcare, which has historically been very healthcare professional centric, things are done at their convenience in terms of their schedule, 
um, language that's used is not very consumer friendly. And engagement is either face-to-face -face or via the phone, right? And uh, Bill, Bill, you made reference to kind of the, the, the paradigm shift and change that we've seen since uh, COVID, right, in the last uh, three months, where that thinking in terms of face-to-face -face or by telephone doesn't work for me as a consumer anymore. And it actually, um, you know, we've learned that the means of engagement, right, have been turned completely upside down, right? So if you're trying to call your healthcare provider or your, your payer, you can't get through, right, because the call centers are inundated. You can't go visit them physically anymore, or the vast majority of healthcare consumers are choosing not to, right, out of fear of being exposed to something that they, they currently do not have. Right. And so when you take those those um, shifts in routine, right, and remove the 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 historical or the traditional uh, channels of access and you combine that with finally the momentum of healthcare consumers beginning to behave like informed consumers in other industries, I mean, you have um, literally the perfect mix of consumers are now driving the change and healthcare companies have to respond and meet them where they want to be met. You know, I, those are such important points for our industry and, and, and your point that consumers are choosing not to, to pursue care given COVID situation. The research that we did comes at that same conclusion, but from another standpoint as well. So I think this really is reinforcing. And, and the research told us that over half of consumers say they're avoiding care because the system is just too hard to deal with. So it's compounding. You both have a, you have a system that's very hard to deal with, and you have the COVID situation that's causing a fair amount of fear across our uh, population. And it's a recipe for a really challenging situation. And I, I think I would go back to your point, Tom, about this consumer paradigm and making buying decisions. And, that, and while healthcare isn't the same as other consumer industries, we all acknowledge that, there is a buying decision process that consumers go through in one way or another to uh, as it relates to the care that they seek. And so what we thought would be really helpful to the industry was to quantify the level of effort and the difficulty consumers need to go to, or ease, frankly, we let the data speak for itself, but to quantify it based on those three major steps of finding, accessing, and paying for care. And in so doing, help the industry establish a baseline and really help uh, the industry understand what are the top priorities that consumers are telling us in order to reduce those frictions and make it easier. And, you know, and from that standpoint, there's a whole body of uh, research and evidence that shows that consumers are most loyal to their brands when the effort to access the product or service those brands deliver is made as low as possible. So that direct connection between effort and loyalty, so important across many different industries, and it's absolutely important and a major factor in healthcare as well. Tell us a little bit, Tom, from the standpoint of ways that consumer, 
ways that brands are creating loyalty with consumers and how you think that translates into healthcare a little bit? Uh, I actually think it translates into healthcare um, a lot, right? Or it's an opportunity uh, for legacy health and life sciences companies to kind of match or at least meet the expectation that consumers are bringing to the table now. Um, and building loyalty, Bill, it comes down to knowing your customer, right? Knowing, knowing who they are, where they are in their particular journey, uh, you know, what concerns them, what excites them, what channels in which they wish to be engaged, what information are they seeking, right? What, what are they engaging with on your digital properties? What content are they consuming? Uh, you know, what transactions are they engaging in? All of these things, right, are digital footprints that consumers leave behind anytime they engage with a company's website or their application. You know, so if they're engaging in digital channels, you are sending cues and sending data points to the businesses that you're you're doing businesses business with or that that you're uh, you know interested in. And so a company that takes that data that you are freely providing and uses it right to um, essentially get to know you and to understand you and then to personalize back to you the content that you're receiving or the means of engagement um, based on that data is what builds loyalty, right? Because if you know that that, that, that business is paying attention to you and you get the sense as a consumer that they understand you, they're empathetic with you, and they're going to give you what you want when you want it at a time that is convenient for you and via a channel that is preferred for you, you're going to continue to do business with them, right? And one of the things that we found, Bill, is during the, the COVID pandemic, um, that, I guess, line of thinking of, I'm going to do business with companies that respond to me personally and resonate with me personally has actually been amplified, right? Because we've discovered that nine out of 10 consumers, right? And again, this is cross industries and across brands will continue to do business with a company that responds well to the crisis, right? Any crisis. And responding well is defined as meeting me where I want to be met, providing me the information that I'm looking for, and allowing me to do the things that I need to do in order to take care of myself and my family. How does that translate into digital activity, personalized content, omnichannel, being where your, your, your customers expect to be, and then providing self-service or digital options for them to engage and actually conduct the business that they're they're looking to conduct. Well, you know that just um, brings brings me back to a point that consumers are, you know, if I think about it from the standpoint of those steps in the consumer journey and and personalizing those interactions, Tom, the step in the journey that consumers are saying is the hardest for them 
is the access and care step. Uh, and, and interestingly, this was, you know, there were a variety of really important insights underneath access and care. But consumers are telling us that they want a much more modern platform for communications. And that came through on the study too. So just to reinforce your point that even within healthcare, and certainly healthcare has uh, a great responsibility to protect the sensitivity of communications for consumers. But those consumers are telling us that they want that modern communications platform. They want to have personalized communications. And then when you get down into the journey itself and accessing care, you know, consumers are saying they want a way that those steps in accessing care can be brought together in a single place to make it made much more easy to streamline the journey and to simplify overall their ability to get at the care they need. And it's just, it's lacking today. So, you know, when I just step back and think about this, our industry has certainly gone through waves of transformation and, you know, and, and a lot of the customers we talked to have turned on basic self-service features through their patient portals and other, uh, you know, and other mechanisms, but the, but there really haven't been the level of uptake across consumers and it really hasn't addressed these pain points. And I know the personalization and context is such an important part of that. But Tom, as you think about bridging current state to where our industry needs to be really as in, in the short term, what are some of the ways that, that material improvements can be made in that consumer journey? Bill, I think it comes down to connectivity, right? And by connectivity, I don't mean like internet access. I mean connecting the different steps in your consumer journey, right? And making the movement between different phases of your personal journey and the channels in which you engage, right, that journey, making the movement between those things seamless. Right. I think one of the underpinnings, right, to the difficulty um, to access uh, of care, right, that you found out um, in uh, in your study, is that disconnected nature of how we engage our healthcare ecosystem, right? Because we're not continually continuously engaged. It's very episodic. Um, in that you only come in, right, when you need to, and then once that particular health episode has completed, you drop out. And then the next time you go in, you have to start over again in terms of, you know, maybe it's the same doctor, but you still have to provide, uh, you know, additional information regarding anything, you know, that's happened to you health-related since the last time you saw them. If it's actually a different doctor, right? You're starting completely over. There is no passage of information um, seamlessly from one provider to another, right? There's no kind of uh, consumer management of a holistic health record, right? That can be shared with whomever you want to share it with at the time that's convenient for you, right? And then convenience actually, I think, is another significant pain point, Right, because I, I mentioned at the very beginning, like our traditional healthcare paradigm is very HCP focused. That is, you can go see them when the doctor can see you, as opposed to 
it being, you know, uh, care being available at a convenient time and location, uh, you know, or access point that is that is better for the consumer. Um, and I think those are the things, right, that have driven significant consumer adoption of digital access points in other industries, right, is that they make the movement from, you know, being a researcher to being a buyer to being a loyal customer seamless, right, because they keep track of you where wherever you are in your journey, and they're using that information to better feed how they engage with you. The disconnected nature of healthcare prevents that. Um, and, uh, you know, I think it's going to take engagement on the side of the payers and providers and a willingness to share patient data or medical history or health, you know, like real-time lifestyle data across, you know, the different members of uh, an individual's uh, healthcare ecosystem in order to kind of build that seamlessness that I think ultimately is going to be the differentiator, right? And that's going to make accessing, finding care, accessing care, and paying for care easier because all of the different components in an ecosystem are communicating with, with each other. And they don't but, right now. No, they don't. I agree. And what's really interesting here too, and, and I think this is transformative for our industry, is when you talk about the that disconnected experience today and the fact that consumers need to obtain certain information from their payer separate from the information they're able to access from their provider, but they need to bring that together in order to make better decisions. What's really interesting now is CMS has put forward rules requiring payers for to make available the uh, information they have re regarding consumers, um, the providers in their network, and their information about their uh, prescriptions and information related to their medical claims and bills and to make that all available via uh, APIs in an easy, accessible, and trusted way for consumers and third parties on behalf of consumers. The reason I'm bringing this up is that this will be a motivating factor for companies to be able to access that data on behalf of consumers and bridge some of those gaps. So it's you're starting to see the, uh, the broader industry and the regulatory framework catalyze a movement towards bringing together that trans transparency. And, and to that point, Tom, when you talked about the connected journey, the thing that is interesting in that and needed in that connected journey is also the transparency of information. So if you think about enabling consumers to have that personalized information when they need it to make decisions. That's clearly lacking in healthcare today. And that was cer certainly something that came out loud and clear in the research under the paying for care component of the journey. And really, I'll share with the audience some startling statistics on that side. What we learned from consumers was that over 50% have said they avoid, they've avoided seeking care because they weren't sure what the cost would be. And six in 10 consumers have said they've gone to an appointment for healthcare services before without even being sure they could afford it. I mean, just staggeringly um, uh, depressing in a way statistics that are so needed to address for consumers. So as I think about 
this connected journey and infusing that journey with information that makes decision informed decision making easier for consumers you know that just takes me back to the whole e-commerce transformation outside of healthcare and and to me that was one of the fundamental components of the e-commerce revolution was the level of transparency that consumers had in making buying decisions not just the ease at which they could do it um, through e-commerce uh, interactions, but being able to understand the information they needed to make informed decisions. So as you think a little bit, Tom, about tr the role of transparency and maybe perhaps how other industries are using it around abandoned shopping cart or other techniques to, to motivate consumer decisions, anything our audience can uh, think about here that can help in their strategies? Um. No, it, Bill, you hit upon, I think, a fundamental problem in the healthcare industry, and it is a pain point for all consumers uh, within the industry is the lack of price transparency, right? Because I would tr challenge all of our listeners, right? What else do you buy besides healthcare services that you have no idea what it's going to cost? Right. You have no idea, you know, can, can I afford this, but I'm going to buy it anyway. Um, you know, how long is the kind of long term journey going to cost versus, you know, the short term first engagement uh, with a healthcare professional. Right. There's there's a complete lack of transparency and understanding of what you're getting into um, just relative to cost. Uh, you know, because that transparency has never been provided, right? And I think you're seeing um, an unintended consequence, right? You mentioned that over 50% of healthcare consumers avoid care because they don't know what it's going to cost. And so think of the downstream impact on outcomes and overall health of consumers in that just the simple lack of pricing transparency, because it's never been required, um, you know, is having to the long-term, uh, you know, ability of people to stay healthy, right? And so I think that, that, that pricing transparency, right, and being able to provide it is a key component. And then you mentioned like strategies that you see from, from other industries. Um, and, you know, Bill, I know from conversations that you and I have had, uh, in the past, right, is this notion of kind of prepayment for healthcare services and offering a discount, um, you know, to prepay, right, is something that is gaining tremendous traction uh, on the part of consumers, right, because they, they get that price transparency, um, they they know, right, what it's what it's going to cost, and they can make an informed decision as to, you know. Is my insurance going to cover this or not? Or is it out of pocket because I haven't hit my deductible yet? Which, you know, Bill, I know you know is a whole other story, right? Regarding, you know, the percentage of, of those that are insured that actually ever hit their high deductibles, um, uh, you know, is extremely low. But you can, you can make an informed decision and then you can execute on that decision in a, in a way that is, um, convenient for you. So, you know, the whole notion of providing discounts, right? Like buy now, right before noon, because this offer expires at a certain time. I mean, that's, 
that's old hat stuff in other industries. And the notion of actually providing discounts or providing incentives for prepayment is like radical thinking in healthcare. And it's something that consumers are coming to expect. And, right, it's actually a win for the providers and the payers as well, right? Because if you don't have to go through the process of collections for services that have already been rendered, huge cost savings and huge increase in what you actually receive in terms of revenue because you're prepaying for the service. Well, this is this is exactly what the what the research is telling us on that paying for care portion of the journey, and and of course the indexes scored that as very difficult, and and the reality is just as you laid out, consumers don't want to deal with the confusion, certainly not understanding what their responsibility is going to be as front and center, but they don't want to deal with the confusion of the post-service billing experience. They want to settle their responsibility prior to service, and it really is a win-win, win, if you will, for the industry. It's a win for consumers, as we mentioned. It's a win for providers because they're reducing their administrative costs, and, and frankly, the research says that consumers are more likely to pay their bills and obligations when they know upfront and can settle that. And it's a win for the payers because, the, as, again, the research shows that consumers will avoid necessary care and that will only snowball into negative health consequences that will be far more costly for for the industry so it's you know it's one of those unique areas where the industry could come together and move forward in a way that will dramatically improve the consumer effort um, related to healthcare yeah bill i completely agree right i think it, it, there's an important point in there right which is First of all, thinking of participants in, in your healthcare ecosystem as consumers, right? And then making that consumer the center of your engagement strategy, right? I mean, those of us who have been in healthcare for a long time, you know that as an industry, we've been talking about patient centricity, right? And making the patient the center, right? And I, I think that while that's a good start, Right. It's also something that really hasn't resulted in any significant change in how healthcare companies do business. And I think kind of redefining that patient or that plan member or that healthcare professional, if you're a pharmaceutical or a, or a med device company, redefining them as a consumer, right? And assuming, right, that they are smart, they're engaged, and they want to make smart decisions, and that as you learn about them, it will make you smarter in providing pro project, you know, products and services to them. And so I think consumer centricity is far more important and far more motivating than patient centricity. Well, and you know, you see that um, increasingly showing up in the decision-making of executives across the healthcare industry. You see it now more so where, uh, where organizations have created a digital experience role and, a, and empowered those individuals to think holistically on how to improve the digital experience that they're creating for their consumers. So I think it's, it's 
coming about in different ways, uh, but we have so much more um, to go across our industry in this area. And I, I just, you know, I step back too, and when we talk to our customers about their priorities, you know, sometimes there's, you know, there's the here and now and plugging the gap. For example, needing a, um, you know, a telemedicine uh, solution to make that available for their consumers. Certainly that was a huge priority and the industry had to adopt that rather quickly. Or perhaps needing a, uh, you know, a solution that texts patients and allows them to handle some individual steps. But it's really the progressive uh, systems and the progressive leaders that are saying, you know, wait a second. It's not solving those individual needs in a one-off manner that's really going to get us to the place we need to be to drive loyalty, to drive the, the business outcomes we need. It's really a more holistic approach to that connected journey. Again, Tom, back to what you were speaking to. And, and Adobe has done um, tremendous work across industries in really helping to, um, helping to put in place a platform approach to digital engagement. Tell me a little bit, Tom, as you talk to Adobe customers around their digital experience, what are some maybe recommendations or other insights you'd have for them on how to take a platform approach to the, the improvement of digital experience? Well, thanks for that question, Bill. The platform approach, right, what, what it does is it gives you um, the opportunity to essentially build a unified data platform, right? So that regardless of where your data is coming from, right? Whether it's first party, second, third purchased, um, you know, coming from your sales force, coming from the customers themselves, right? The, the, the data comes from a variety of sources and um, might be in a variety of different formats. And so having a kind of unified data platform where all this data can go, right? And then having the ability to analyze that data, begin to identify, you know, individual characteristics and behaviors and propensities for action um, from all of these disparate data sources, right? And then based on that analysis, be able to generate actionable insights, right? So it sounds simple what I just said, right? But there are a lot of different components in terms of analysis and targeting and data collection and data organization um, and then the parsing of that data, right? And if you don't have a unified platform doing those very simple things, right? It's very easy for me to say, you have to know your customer better. Right. And use the data that you're already collecting to know your customer better. Right. Two very simple sentences, but execution on those things is incredibly difficult. Right. And if you actually have disparate or siloed um, technology solutions that don't speak seamlessly to each other and share data across all of the different functionalities, um, it's near impossible to do, right? So that's something that Adobe set out and particularly with our new um, experience platform, uh, you know, it, it, the underpinning or the, the foundation of it is this unified or universal data 
uh, management tool and then being able to use that, that, that data to generate actionable insights, right? And then you can layer marketing functionality on top of that data foundation, right? In terms of how do I, uh, organize my content? How do I deliver content to the, to the right channels, right? Then how can I personalize content, right? All of that is encompassed in like a content management system. And then you've got, uh, analytics and audience targeting that are part of that content personalization. You've got audience segmentation and management of those audiences. I mean, all of these things, right, are things that Adobe does and does extremely well, and they are all linked together or connected via this platform. And what it does is it gives you scalability, it gives you uh, accessibility, and it provides you something that is essentially future-proof, right, so that when situations like what all of us have been experiencing um, with COVID-19 arise, you know, you have the ability to pivot quickly in order to meet the new or different demands of your audiences, but yet while still maintaining an eye towards, uh, you know, the building and maintenance of a sound and scalable foundation. Well, and this is certainly an area, Tom, as you know, with our, our partnership where we believe strongly in that platform approach as change healthcare and, and making uh, it available in, a, in ways that our very busy um, customers can create good value and, and bring to action in, in, in a rapid manner. And, and I think about, you know, some of the areas that we've built out together, for example, shop, book, and pay, a solution that brings together the ability to find the care that in a self-service manner, directly un schedule that care, understand the responsibility the consumer needs to bear and, and to settle that prior to time of service. And those connected journeys that are powered by that data foundation are becoming increasingly important and clearly the research is emphasizing that these are some of the major friction points. So we, I recognize this is a, you know, it's an interesting time in our industry. There's a lot of, frankly, scrambling on digital strategies, but as we thought about and reflected on the, the, um, the healthcare effort score that we released and what that means for the industry, we would be remiss if we didn't highlight that the digital strategies necessary to improve it really come back to those that are shaped in a platform approach and a connected approach so that those seamless journeys can be put in front of consumers in a way that they'll respond to the way they do across other industries. So Tom, let me uh, thank you um, so much for joining us today and as you're in your role as head of healthcare industry strategy for Adobe, you really do have a unique perspective on healthcare in particular, but across healthcare. So, you know, it's great to talk with you today about the effort score and, di and different strategies to improve it. Yeah, and thank you, Bill. Um, and, and thank you, you know, for the continuing opportunity to work with uh, Change Healthcare. I mean, to, to kind of wrap this up, I mean, one of the things that's so exciting about the partnership that we have with Change is you are that connective tissue, right, between the patient and the provider and the payer, 
right? And so you're in that unique position to actually be able to solve these problems um, and to be able to create that seamless journey for all of the different participants in a healthcare ecosystem, right? And so Adobe is actually honored, right, to be partnered with you and to be a part of delivering game-changing solutions like Shopbook Pay um, because it's actually going to make a difference. In, in people's lives and it's going to have a positive impact on outcomes and and making healthcare consumers engaged informed smart consumers right and to be able to be a part of that uh, you know like i said is a, a fantastic honor thank you tom it's exciting work together and and um there's so much more to be done but i agree this really helps take our industry in a direction that will be that is incredibly meaningful for the consumers that they serve. So let me just uh, wrap here um, and again, thank the audience for listening today. Please don't forget to check out the show notes for links to resources and contact information related to today's show. Stay tuned to the Change Healthcare podcast. We'll have more shows covering a lot of different and very relevant topics around enterprise imaging, uh, many other solutions and capabilities that you care about. And for more information on consumer digital experience and other healthcare IT topics, please visit us at changehealthcare.com. I'm Bill Krause, and I hope you have a great rest of your day. Thank you. You've been listening to the Change Healthcare Podcast. For more information on this and other healthcare IT topics, please visit changehealthcare.com. Don't forget to check the show notes for useful links to related resources and our contact information. Thanks for listening and have a great day.